You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. It's Monday, 6 March, new cabinet tonight at 7. I'm Simon Brown coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb Global Headquarters in Johannesburg, South Africa. On the show today, chatting with Nikunza from Sunlam Private Wealth. Updates from uh, Breit and Sun International. The Breit perhaps more just about the premier listing, which is maybe back on track. Uh, Kieran Nyana from EA Capital. Local markets and, and the currency pretty much ignored our being grey listed as a currency. In fact, the rand is stronger. Uh, I'm curious to find out what's happening there. And uh, he is from Momentum Metropolitan. Where is South Africa creating jobs and what is the role of the private sector? The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb. National Treasury's stealth tightening of exchange controls. It's a really good read from uh, Rake for Newkirk. He makes the point. Steady depreciation rand has significantly shrunk the amounts South Africans can take offshore. That 1 million, 10 million hasn't changed in forever. Business Day ruling on 40 billion rand Heineken distill merger. Inament Competition Tribunal says... But in terms of legal time frames, it has until Wednesday to make the decision. Uh, morning markets. US was green on Friday. S&P up 1.6%. NASDAQ up 2%. Asia is, well, Sydney is uh, basically flat. Tokyo is up just over a percent. Commodities, mostly green. Gold, 1,861. Brent, 85.15. Platinum, 982. Palladium, you're red at 1,000. 442. Rand, 1815. Bitcoin, 22,400. Tencent is trading 1.1% lower in Hong Kong. And top 40 opening call, yo, 40 points to the green. That is 0.05%. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Chatting now with Nikunza Sunlam Private Wealth. Nick, appreciate the early morning. Uh, in the middle of, of, of hectic earnings season, some updates coming through. The, the great update from, from, from Friday. I mean, they've obviously got New Look in the UK, which seemed to be okay. Virgin uh, Group. And then the big one, perhaps, is the Premier, which they were going to list, pulled back, and now looks like it might come back to market. Yeah, morning, morning, Simon. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of an interesting call, uh, you know, given this, uh, the current environment we're in, you know, right, rising rates and uh, certainly what we've seen in the private equity space around the world, uh, people aren't exactly in a rush to list. So it's uh, a little bit, uh, not quite sure why now, but unless they're getting pressure from some of the, the other sort of larger shareholders. But uh, in total, it's I suppose it is a, is a vote of confidence. I mean, they obviously, I see they have cut their debt within it and mm-hmm. uh, there was there was rumors originally about them listening now they're coming back but uh, my personal view is i'm not quite sure why they want to come back now i mean i don't think they need the cash um, and the market seems to be more delisting than listing but anyway it is, it is a it is a bonus if they do come back and it's good for the jsc yeah good for the jsc another listing even if uh, mm-hmm. i suppose we'll wait and see valuations perhaps mm-hmm. a more important point the sun international trading update it looked good and certainly i thought it looked better than the city lodge uh, results of what week before last Mm, mm. Yeah, it was good. It was very encouraging. Look, markets are fairly efficient, as we know in South Africa, yeah. and the share price 
been running a little bit into the earnings. Uh, but nevertheless, don't take any away from a decent set of numbers. And uh, I guess also the RAND sitting where it is as well, it uh, is encouraging for foreigners to come in. And we, we know globally as well, those uh, those travel um, those travel numbers, you know, almost back at pre-COVID levels from 2019. So people getting back again. And I think Sun International will definitely be a reciprocal. But overall, decent, uh, decent set of numbers. And, uh, you know, the first year expected to be, as I said, 213 odd cents, 230 cents a share doesn't make them expensive in my calculations at all. It's a good company. And is there still opportunity? Because I look at this chart and it's like, oh, you mm. missed the bus. I mean, it's what, 4X four up, four up from the lows. Of course, I mean, yeah. Sun International, they closed Sun City for the first time in its history. Um, as you say, you know, under 35, still not expensive, although maybe the easy money is certainly done. The brave Easy money. money's been done. Yeah, and I agree with you. You know, it's not anywhere near the heady days of, of you know, so it was pre-COVID close to 60 rand. And as you said, it was easier to pick it up around 10. So it's probably, I guess, fair value. I mean, I've got it on a P of a current P of about 14 odd. So mm. not not cheap, but uh, probably fair value. But I think, you know, if they continue doing what they're doing and uh, the earnings continue to do what they say they're going to do, then you'll probably spit out a couple of dividends coming up too as well. So it's probably not a bad little share. Actually, that's a good point. We've got some dividends coming through mm. as well, which we haven't seen for, for, for mm. a heck of a time. We'll leave that there. Nakunza Sunlam Private Wealth. Appreciate the early morning. If seagulls were harder dolls who could afford to retire to the coast, what kind of bird would you be? Would you soar over the savannah or chase summer around the globe? You see, even when you stop working, your money won't. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. I'm chatting with Kier Nanyana. He's uh, head of global markets at EA Capital. Kier, appreciate the time today, as always. So Friday before last, we got downgraded. Well, not downgraded. We got grey-listed um, uh, from, from the, the FAFTA. Uh, it was late afternoon. The immediate response was weakness in the, the czar. The rand went to about 1850. But since then, I mean, if nothing, the rand's actually stronger. And uh, the top 40, our local market broadly seems to be shrugging it off. Yeah, you know, you, you know, uh, many investors did believe that the grey listing was already priced in, and I think the immediate reaction was about a weakening of about two percent in the local currency against the U.S. dollar. But you know, Simon, about the 16th of February, I, I had an interview with Fifi, and Fifi mm. asked me a question on on the on why the rand is so weak. And I did a bit of a bit of research into the foreign portfolio flows on South African bonds at the time. And for 16 consecutive days between the 1st of February to the 16th of February, there were net outflows from foreigners of local South African bonds. Furthermore, on to that, I then started looking at net foreign portfolio flows on the JSC as well. And there's been broad-based selling of South African assets all through the time up to the grey listing and about 18 billion if bonds have been sold since the grey listing, which shows that this is a matter of interest rate differentials more than it is about the grey listing. I take your point on that, and, and, and that's it's, it's partly what Saab has been doing with their, with their interest rate increases. They're saying we're frankly trying to protect the RAND, and often the easy story 
gray listing uh, is, is not directly actually the mover. It's, it's, it's something else that's happening in, in, in the background. I think that there are some 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 local issues that we need to sort out. First of all, first of all, the load shedding as well as the political yeah. instability. But I, I really do believe that at the ve- at the very core of the problems that we do have here in South Africa, it really comes back down to the fact that we are not an attractive destination for capital. And when you do get grey listed. There's a study done by the IMF that capital inflows for grey-listed for grey-listed countries fall by 7.6% of GDP. Foreign direct investment inflows decrease by 3% of GDP. We are we have been so fortunate that in the past two years that we have a positive current account, and I think because of weaker commodity prices, we're going to have to be funding this current account going into Q2 and Q3. So that does not bode well for the local currency going into the future. That's a good point. I mean, we, we're, we've never been a massively a, a attractive space, but now that we're grey-listed, I mean, it, it is, if you want to build a widget factory or if you want to invest in a, in a particular sector, it, it's the world these days. You, there, there is no good reason necessarily to come to South Africa. You can look at, 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 at a hundred other markets. You, you really could. And I mean, when you look at South Africans perform, South Africans per, uh, currency performance against emerging market peers, it's the second worst performing currency. And I think it has to do with that, that South Africa remains a place where foreign direct investment can't find a place because of, power, because of energy instability, mm-hmm. high, cost, high cost of operation and business red tape. So at the end of the day, some of these reasons are partly our own. Yeah, and and those are the issues we need to fix. As much as grey listing, but even if we weren't grey listed, I mean, you know, obviously the biggie is the the, the lack of, of of power. Who's going to build a, a widget factory when there's no power? If I can ask you a last question. We chatted, uh, was it about maybe six weeks ago? Your theme for the year. You said China. Um, it, it's been under a bit of pressure, but let's be clear. Since since those lows of October, it is still well off 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 the lows. Uh, data out over the weekend: China sets economic growth target for 2023 at around five percent that's lower than perhaps pre-pandemic levels but when you're the second biggest economy in the world five uh, percent is a chunky number you know five percent on a large base is still a, a very good number and i really think when you start seeing that earnings growth in the u.s is coming down and expected earnings growth in other parts of other companies is also coming down you, you'd ex- anticipate that you'll, you'll possibly find that the earnings growth is going to come out of China. And that bodes well in a world where global economics, global economics are starting to affect earnings. So Chinese companies, because of Chinese demand, is are going consumer demand as well as productive capacity, are going to grow earnings. And Capital always finds where earnings are growing. Yeah. And I still feel like that theme will continue. Should this be good for commodities? In the olden days, it was. But of course, China has to a fair degree built their infrastructure, but they're still going to need a lot of commodities. I'm thinking steel, I'm thinking copper and the like. Correct. So copper, looking at iron ore counters. I mean, you're looking at some of the mining counters reporting very, very weak earnings in iron ore. So Mm. I do uh, anticipate that there will be a recovery in those base metal prices. And uh, these metals are the the metals that China is going to be using in order to grow the productive capacity. And as you can see that the PPI numbers are starting to increase 
yeah. which shows that there is a, there is there is some sort of demand starting to 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 ruffle up in in that economy. head of global markets EA Capital Care. Always appreciate the insights. And that's our poll today on our LinkedIn and Twitter, talking there around the czar, because it did. When we got grey listed on that on that Friday afternoon, what week before last, uh, it went there what, down to eighteen fifty, uh, and has subsequently recovered today, trading around eighteen fifteen, and in fact has been down as low as eighteen, which is kind of counterintuitive. But Kia makes a good point. It's the foreigners selling our bonds and our equity. Uh, the question on our on our on our LinkedIn and uh, Twitter: Any hope for the rand? Have your vote. Have your say. There's no postponing the inevitable. Your money knew this day would come. And you know what? It can hardly wait to start giving some back to you. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. Training now, Thun Kosanati Mishlangu, Portfolio Head of Youth Employment at Momentum Metropolitan. Kosanati, appreciate the time today. We got our uh, Q4 2022 unemployment rate last week uh, down marginally, down to 32.7 from 32.9. Nice move, but frankly, a very, very modest move. Where were we creating jobs? What, what, what sectors were actually creating some jobs uh, in the last quarter of last year? Good morning, uh, Simon, and thank you for having me. Uh, it, it is quite a, a marginal, you know, shift, and uh, that zero point two percent. It does give us something to smile about, but mm-hmm. also we need to be wary of uh, where those uh, jobs were. And uh, quite interesting enough, when we check, uh, you know, from the Momentum Metropolitan side, is that uh, industries such as finance. Uh, transport, trade, uh, private households, uh, and uh, predominantly in the retail space, coming to think of it, uh, those were the industries that gave us a significant shift. And uh, one would wonder to say, uh, looking at Q4, it's that time of the year where there could be, you know, uh, contractual jobs maybe or, you know, uh, temporary jobs. But uh, it's something that we would like to see how it translates to Q1 uh, going forward. That's a good point because obviously, I mean, you know, it's, it's the fourth quarter, which in South Africa is the, 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 the year-end holiday season where, where industries, they just shut down. I mean, we just all go on holiday which means typically a pickup in the hospitalities, the retail service uh, and, and, and the like, which, to your point, then kind of works its way back out in the first quarter of this year. Most likely, most likely. And I mean, when you look at the transport is one of the industries, uh, you know, that uh, had a bit of a, an increase in terms of creating jobs or job opportunities. So one would wonder, you know, if those uh, would be sustainable job, uh, you know, uh, opportunities or maybe it's a trend that we might likely see. Uh, it, it, it's, it's still yet to be seen, though. Well, if, if my memory serves, we, we, we've, we've been improving the last couple of quarters on the unemployment number, but we're still worse than we were ahead of the pandemic. In other words, there were, we're still net job losses uh, from the pandemic. 100%. I mean, uh, when we checked uh, in, in the recent statistics uh, report, is that uh, just over 61% uh, you know, uh, of our youth are still unemployed. 
and uh, you're looking at other sectors like agriculture uh, where sometimes jobs do get uh, you know created seasonally mm-hmm. but you'd see a, a decline in in, in uh, you know social services agriculture uh, and construction uh, for that matter and when you look at construction jobs decreasing and we are a developing uh, you know country you tend to wonder how, how are we going to strike a balance going forward because government has mentioned mm-hmm. that there, sh- there will be uh, infrastructure you know initiatives that are on the pipeline so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how jobs are created in such industries. That's a great point. What about the skills audit uh, that the finance minister was talking around in in, in his budget? Um, how does it work, and, and is this something which is which which could have a a, a real impact or, or, or serve us well as a country? I think it, it is a step in the right direction, Simon. Uh, because uh, if I may say, uh, we, when we look at the skills where young people need to need to get upskilled so that they could land onto jobs. We, we we try and look at where the demand is from a momentum metropolitan foundation mm-hmm. point of view but now as a country we we know that uh, you know artisan skills and 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 skills within the ICT space those would be more likely you know uh, become the, the the where the jobs would come from because i mean uh, even the minister during the budget speech did mean, mention that the shift from uh, analog to digital satellite those could maybe yield some results and uh, looking at the uh, bridges in rural areas hospitals to be mm-hmm. spared, to be built a lot of infrastructure movement so a skills audit uh, would help because now we would channel young people into skills that are in demand and skills that would yield you know uh, job placement a, a last question private sector i imagine plays a, a very important role and particularly perhaps even more so is is the smaller but businesses i'm thinking of a you know a, a small little outlet maybe down you know down in Rissick street They've got one staff, they employ a third. They've increased their employment ratio by 50%. That, that's definitely true. And I think as a private sector, we have a role to play. You know, uh, we usually talk about public-private partnerships. Mm. And I think now it's time for, you know, to see uh, more action than plans uh, in that regard. Because, I mean, through the through such partnerships, you know, that much-needed workplace experience can be created. But uh, speaking of entrepreneurs, they also need, you know, the support in terms of getting some of the businesses, you know, being a uh, 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 procurement partner or preferential pro- mm-hmm. procurement partner for for corporates, where now they can also you know create you know additional jobs and turn in the wheels of our economy to towards uh, the positive side of things. Yeah, I, I take the point on that. We will leave it there. And Kusunati Mchlangu, portfolio head of youth employment at Momentum Metropolitan. Appreciate the early morning. That's it for today. We're chatting with Danny von Furen, sorry, Danny von Furen from Sovereign Trust SA on financial immigration on Friday. You, you can literally, it's a D7 port, uh, port, uh, yeah, Portugal visa. You need, I think it's like 8,000 euros uh, uh, passive income. It's not small, but it, it, it's not perhaps the giant numbers where you need to go and buy a 2 million euro apartment somewhere. We asked if financial immigration was something that you have been considering. Uh, almost half said, yeah, actually, just frankly, not rich enough and I think that's the boat that many of us find ourselves in. Over, just over 40% considering it while the rest a small single digit say you have already done it. Have your vote, have your say, Twitter and LinkedIn. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning. The MoneyWeb website and the app 6.30am podcast 
just after seven. Thanks to my team, Eddie Norbochle, Nicole Masechle, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow, talking around using credit to, to enter the market. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.